0: Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Good. Glad to hear that. So in this episode, I started off talking about the Ryan Adams um, situation a little bit more in depth. I read a a little bit of an article that came out a few hours ago, and um, I uh, gave my opinion on that in a big way. And I started off with a bunch of analogies. And in tying together all of those analogies, I, I I just just kept piling on more and more analogies, which led to something completely different. And I guess this talk sort of uh, started off as as about uh, as uh, started off to be about Ryan Adam Ryan Adams. Jesus, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I started off this talk with intentions of talking about Ryan Adams the entire time, but my mind had a different plan, so just go with it, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, please go to YouTube. Please click subscribe on the YouTube page, Kelsey Hudgens, H-U-D-G-I-N-S, Kelsey, like Kelsey Grammar. And please go to Instagram and Facebook and click like and follow, respectively, uh, at M-I-Stuff Podcast on both of those also on Twitter please go to at MI Stuff Podcast One. If you're watching YouTube, the the they're all at the bottom of the page, those are not links. But uh yeah you can at least see how to spell them and search them and whatnot. And please click subscribe on the YouTube. We're at 111 subscriptions right now uh this coming Wednesday uh, young Matt Holtzclaw is going to be coming through uh, with a few of his buddies, and we're going to talk about, talk for a little bit more than an hour about what he's got going on and then let him do a little promo for some things that he's got, got happening. So, going to be doing that. Also, this coming Sunday is going to be the Sunday in which we get Brother Jamie Deluxe in the house. I have not reconfirmed with him, but last I checked, he was still good, so Sunday, let's plan on, we're going to plan on Jamie Deluxe, getting in here to talk about all the great things he's got going on in his life and career, and uh, all that good stuff coming up soon, and yeah, so there's that. Watch 30 Rock Watch 30 Rock Watch 30 Rock It is very good I've been a person for a very long time Who has done nothing but shit on Network comedies And network sitcoms And how shitty they are But NBC really does nail it Damn near every time Like It's pretty fucking great Like Parks and Rec was great Thirty Rock's great, Saturday Night Live is great, but like they they rarely miss. So anyway. That being said, have a good day. It's early. I got up early today. I'm releasing podcasts way earlier than I usually do. Actually, am I? Yeah, I know. Give a shit. Doesn't matter. Be good people. In a world full of shitty people, don't be one of those people. Be a good person. If you see somebody doing something that makes somebody else feel uncomfortable, Unjustly uncomfortable. I said that wrong. If you see somebody unjustly being rude to someone or doing something to them that makes them feel uncomfortable and they are justified in their uncomfortability, then it's your responsibility to say something. Step up, speak up, say something. If you see something, say something. That should be a hashtag, right? See something, say something. Probably already is. All right. Be good people, guys. Be good people. Without further ado, episode number 105 of the MI Stuff Podcast. Enjoy, motherfuckers. So... We talked about this at the very beginning of the last episode, and I've had a little bit more time to think about it, and there, there's just a, there's a few new things that I feel about this thing, and uh, yeah, so Ryan Adams is. Under all kinds of scrutiny right now because of his inability to not be a slime ball, I guess you could say. So, a long story short, Ryan Adams had promised a bunch of girls a bunch of things musically. Ryan Adams is... For those of you who don't know who Ryan Adams is, he's a very established musician, very, very great songwriter. He was actually... I would say I'd put him on my list of top five living songwriters. And uh, he really was a hero of mine. When I first started playing guitar and first started playing music, Like some of his songs were the first songs that that I started covering because... Since day one, I've always liked to do things that not a lot of people were privy to. And um, there weren't a whole lot of people who were into Ryan Adams. I remember when I first got Sirius Satellite Radio, my shit was always on channel 30. Sirius, the coffee house. Sirius Radio 30, it was always on that channel. And Ryan Adams was a regular on the coffee house. And there was a lot of not a lot of people who, had, who knew what the coffee house was or knew what that kind of music was. And uh, I felt like I was, I felt like I was in on something that that uh, not a lot of people were in on. And by that, I I literally just pretty much became a Ryan Adams cover artist because a lot of what I did was just his music. I remember playing in the early days at Redbone Alley and at uh, Aroma Underground. In Florence, South Carolina, way back in the day, that it was a big deal. It was a big deal to do stuff like that. People were were first like getting into them, and I, and to be perfectly honest, <clears throat> I'm not going to take credit for this, but I could kind of take credit for this. There weren't a whole hell of a lot of people who were in the Ryan Adams until I started covering them around that area for sure, and. Last time we went to Florence to play Apple Annies with corn... or Actually, it wasn't last time. It was a few times ago. I'm pretty sure I might, might have even still been drinking then. So it's been a few years. But once when we went to Apple Annies in Florence, we got a request for Ryan Adams. I'm not going to take credit for that, but I'm pretty sure that I was one of the few people that was playing around Florence at that time who was covering uh, Ryan Adams tunes. So, there's that. But, I digress (coughs) recycle your plastics recycle all your plastics Um, so just to put it lightly Ryan Adams was a hero of mine 100% he was my uh, songwriting hero I love the way that he saw the world. I love the way that he, he wrote about the things that he, I love the way that he saw love and felt about love. He would, he would write songs about just getting cheated on. And, and like he, he just seemed broken in a way. And I, I feel that because it's, it's happened to me and, and, I just I don't know, I feel that. I really I really connected with that in his songwriting and I I was obsessed with his style. And I really <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry I keep clearing my throat. I got <clears> throat> some clear American strawberry water stuck in it. Um <clears throat> I don't even really know where to go from here. Just just this is such a such a can of worms. All right. Let's just go here. Let's see what. Let's see what, what, what this article here says. So. Two of Ryan Adams former collaborators are speaking out in light of abuse allegations levied against a veteran singer songwriter. The allegations were first detailed in an expose published by the New York Times last week, amongst other things. Uh, well, amongst other things, Adam, Adams is accused of inappropriate interactions with an underage girl over the course of several years, starting when she was 14. Additionally, several other women, including Adams' ex-wife, Mandy Moore, as well as musicians Phoebe Bridgers and Courtney J, went on to record went on record to accuse Adams of psychologically abusive behavior, harassment, and other misconduct. Allegations which Adams has denied. Following the publication of the Times article, musicians Liz Fair and Karen Elson said they, too, experienced similarly similarly inappropriate behavior from Adams. Excuse me. So... I do not believe this when I hear it, I, I, when, and I do now because there's so many, so many other allegations that have come out, and so many other girls who had similar experiences. But when I first heard this, I just absolutely could not believe what I was hearing or reading. I couldn't believe it, and like I, it, it hurt me to the point to where I like teared up. I didn't cry, but I definitely like. My eyes welled up with tears 100% because this is just so awful. Like how dare he? How like he how dare he rob me of a of of that? How dare he rob his fans of I'm, I'm saying this the wrong way. How dare he treat those women like that? How dare he think that it's okay to send inappropriate messages to a 14-year-old girl? And there was an article that I read where he was like, uh, yeah, so they're going to be thinking that I'm, uh, they're going to be calling me R. Kelly soon, or um, please tell me that if your mom finds out that we're talking that she won't kill me, things like that. Like, just making comments like that after he's released a tweet, after he tweeted to say, um, what is it that he tweeted? He was like, uh, I, I would never have uh, engaged in inappropriate contact with an underage girl ever, period. And when you say something like that, and get immediately like proven wrong cuz there's apparently evidence like absolute evidence of of what's of what's going on with with this situation and him speaking to that underage girl <clears throat> One of Adam's closest collaborators, Jenny Lewis, addressed the allegations in a statement posted to Twitter over the weekend. I'm deeply troubled by Ryan Adams' alleged behavior, Lewis wrote. Although he and I had a working, professional relationship, I stand in solidarity with the women who have come forward. Adams produced Lewis' 2014 album, The Voyager, and also contributed to her forthcoming LP, On the Line. Meanwhile, Bridgers, who spoke to the New York Times about her negative negative experiences working with Adams, also posted a lengthy statement to Instagram. It's been a weird week, and I wanted to say a couple of things. Bridgers began. Thank you from my whole fucking heart to my friends, my bands, my mom. They all supported and validated me. They told me that what had happened was fucked up and wrong and that I was right to feel weird about it. I couldn't have done this without them. Ryan had a network, too. Friends, bands, people he worked with, none of them held him accountable. She continued. They told him by what they said or by what they didn't that what he was doing was okay. They validated him. He couldn't have done this without them. Guys, if your friend is acting fucked up, call them out. If they're actually your friend, they'll listen. That's the way this all gets better. Hmm. See, this is just... And there was another there was another thing and that was all from one consequence of sound article. Um, there was also uh, a tweet from Jason Isbell. Jeez. Let's see, Let's see if I can find this. Um. These are all old things. Um. Jason Isbell was asked, and Jay, and 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 for those of you who listen to the podcast, you, you're probably familiar with who Jason Isbell is. Um. He's one of he's one of my favorite songs. He's probably my favorite songwriter alive. Him or John Morland, very close. Did you hear me say Jason Isbell's name a lot. So Jason Isbell is sober now because of Ryan Adams. Like Ryan Adams was one of the people who encouraged him to go to rehab and seek help, and uh, just one of the just one of the people who has helped him, you know, on this on this road to getting you know where he is. Anyway. When Jason Isbell was asked about these allegations and how he felt when he was asked if he thought they were true, he said, yep. <laughs> Simply, yep. Do you think this you think this really happened? Or th- is this true? Yep, sure is. So if somebody who's as close to him as Jason Isbell is saying, yes, this, these allegations are true, I, I have no problem believing that, then are they right? should you just should you call people out for doing stuff like that like I mean, and I know that the answer is yes, and I'm just asking the hypothetical question for a uh, listener's sake isn't that isn't that our duty? Is't that what we're supposed to do kind of like aren't you supposed to call people out for doing things that they shouldn't do and I try my damnest to be that person sometimes I don't mention something just because I know that whoever I might mention this thing to might just just take. Whatever, Like, just, for instance, if I have a friend that that doesn't take constructive criticism in a, in a good way at all. Like, if they don't take this thing well, then it might just be better for me not to mention anything to maintain the, the, the relationship or friendship or whatever. But am I wrong for that? Am I wrong? Should I constantly, should I do that anyway? And, and now, the, mind you, that these, if, if there were anything going on like this, like, if... Like, for instance, if I hear one of my friends say, hey, I told this girl that uh, she could get a promotion if she'd fuck me or whatever, do whatever, then I'm obviously going to voice my opinion on that. Or if I hear my friend using words that I don't think that they should use, I'm obviously going to call them out on that. But. Yeah, is that is that a big problem with the with this situation? Is that is that the the underlying uh, issue here that we're that we're de- dealing with is that people are not holding their holding their friends accountable? That people aren't holding everybody else accountable for what they're doing, or that they're not. Uh, yeah, that just basically people aren't being held accountable for doing things that they should not do. Is that is that an issue? Is that a problem? Is that what what is going on here? And I feel like that's going back to all of the Gillette commercial thing about you know, let's let's say like we're 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 men and we're calling out other men, we're saying, Hey, do better. Like this is not you know, this is not just—we're not all mouth breathers here. Like, don't make them all think that we're like you, and and you know that all of us are like you. And and even though, even uh, like Liz Fair coming out and saying she stands in solidarity, or or, or not Liz Fair, but uh, Jenny Jenny uh, Jenny Lewis, who stands in solidarity with all of the all of the allegations and all the women standing up should we 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 as men should also stand in solidarity against certain types of actions because these things are just not these things are not going to get better until we do that because let's be honest i, I are they going to listen to are they going to listen to women i guarantee you that 90% of uh, that's too broad of a, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I, I, oh, I'll say close to what I was going to say. I bet that there are many people who heard these allegations and immediately, um, uh, or, or immediately responded, "Oh, there's no way, not Ryan Adams. No, this is bullshit. It's all a lie. And that's as far as they take it. And I'm wondering, like, this is just, we should, we really should, I, I And I I didn't read that article until you you guys saw me read it. I didn't read the whole point of, like, Ryan Adams had friends who, and I'm assuming that his friends knew that he did these sort of things. And then you've got the point to where everybody's like, oh, well, at least he didn't, you know, at least he didn't thug them or at least he didn't rape them or nothing like that. But, and I, I said the other day in a comment on Facebook that, I now know how Dave Chappelle felt when Bill Cosby's allegations came out. And I said, I understand that the things that Bill Cosby did are far and away worse than those that Ryan Adams did. And uh, another one, a friend of mine, Alex Adams, said, uh, were they? Were the things that Bill Cosby did worse than Ryan Adams? Because honestly they do come from the same vein and i and i'm a man i don't i don't view this from the female standpoint and, and i don't understand a, all of their all of the emotions and feelings that go along with them hearing this news so i i tried to see it from from her viewpoint and thinking back it's literally just all, all all of this from them seems in my in my opinion and I, I could be very wrong by this but ladies correct me if I am please uh, go in the comments and let me know if I'm right about this does this just seem like whether it's Bill Cosby or Harvey Weinstein or Ryan Adams or whoever it may be does it just seem like A man saying, well, it's my world. I get what I want. I can give you what you want because I have that power. And if you don't want to give that to me, then I'm going to take it. Is that, does that, or take, or take the whatever it is, and in, in Ryan Adams' case, and probably in Harvey Weinstein's case, it's that if you don't do this, you're not going to get that role that I promised you, or you're not going to get that opening act spot that I promised you, or you're not going to get that record deal that I promised you, or that movie that I promised you, or whatever it is. In those situations, all of that stems from the same vein, like all of all of these small rivers of. I don't want to use the term toxic masculinity just because that's a that's a, a trigger word, but just basically, is it just the all of this, all of these rivers of men being inappropriate to women? Are all of these rivers of that coming from the same? same place and the answer is yes this is all coming from the same place like though the things that ryan adams did didn't result in him physically raping someone or whatever it, or whatever doesn't matter it still put these women in an awkward situation and it put them in situations they were obviously not comfortable with and that is the issue here not only is it putting me in a comfortable, uncomfortable position of where i have someone request a song that Ryan Adams did at a gig and i have to explain in front of a room full of people that hey guys this just uh, i don't feel comfortable playing these songs anymore Ryan Adams was a hero of mine but these allegations have come out against him from too many uh, reputable sources that's that's right reputable correct not irreputable Irreputable, bad it's bad right yeah so from too many reputable sources have come allegations against Ryan Adams and I can't ignore those I can't ignore that and I I just I said that the other night at a gig and I had a couple of people clapped and was like good for you for you know being proactive about raising awareness of this situation. Cause whether or not it, it, I did it intentionally, I, in that, in that point I was raising awareness and just pretty much showing where I stand. You know, I really want to be the Pee Wee Reese in this situation. And I'll explain that after I take a sip of <clears throat> clear American strawberry water. Recycle your plastics. So, Back in the day, my Aunt Marie used to get this water from food line called uh, Canadian Clear. And it was the first flavored water I remember drinking. It was delicious. It was the best shit in the world. So Walmart ended up buying a flavored water company. And they named it Clear American, <laughs> which is, yes, got to love Walmart. That's just beautiful. We're not taking Canadian clear, but Canadian clear was, was the best shit ever. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. So I want to be a Pee Wee Reese. For those of you not familiar, when Jackie Robinson walked out on the field for the first time as a Brooklyn Dodger in 1947, He walked out of the dugout to a stadium full of booze from white people and absolute reverence and applause from the black people who were there. So whenever this started happening, from the field, all of the players who every single player – if I'm not mistaken, every single Brooklyn Dodger, except for one man, signed a petition. Uh-oh. Except for one man, signed a petition to have Jackie Robinson not play for them, or they would quit. And their coach, who at the time was Leo Durocher, is that right? At the time. Their coach said, "Listen, he's coming. He's going to play here." Mr. Ricky Branch, Ricky, the man who who brought shit. Branch Ricky, the man who brought Jackie Robinson to the Dodgers, was going to be coming into town the next day, and I'm pretty sure it was DeRozier who told his teammates, "If you guys have any problems, you can take it up with Branch Ricky." He's the GM, he's the owner, he's, 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 the, he's the man in charge. So he, if you have any issues, you can take it up with him. But he's coming, and he meaning Jackie Robinson, he's coming, and there's going to be more coming after that. So you have to prepare yourself for these changes that are about to occur. Now, these are mostly southern white males who are... Having their worlds changed. They're literally having their worlds changed and they are bucking the system. Pee Wee Reese. After they all walked out on the field and he and they walked out to literally a cauldron of booze and racial slurs and just the worst things that people can say to somebody. Pee Wee Reese walks across the field and throws his arm around Jackie Robinson. And in probably the greatest moment in baseball history, if you ask me, he stands there and just talks to Jackie Robinson for a second. Nobody knows what they said. Nobody knows what was said. The movies can make up whatever they want to make up and whatever. But the movie did say one thing that where Jackie Robinson was like what are you doing peewee and he's like I got family that are out here to see me today and I need them to know and I thought that was beautiful writing just where in a situation where there is so much negativity and it's easy to be part of negativity also in the movie there was a little kid there was a little kid who was asking his, or talking to his dad, you know, and it's a beautiful moment between a dad and a son at a baseball game. And then Jackie Robinson walks out, and his dad and all the people sitting around him starts screaming the N-word and just using racial slurs and just being just absolutely negative towards this guy. And this kid looks around and sees all this stuff, and he's dumbfounded for a second. And this is all in the movie, not in real life but then the kid just joins in with everybody and starts screaming at this guy so just that that small situation there is depicting that this sort of attitude and this sort of uh, demeanor will spawn just so much negativity in the in the future generations And I see that so much, and I'm not done with this Pee Wee Reese, Jackie Robinson thing quite yet, so uh, let's not mentally move on from that, but I do want to say I see a lot of that going on right now in the world into where people are just so tightly clinging on to the way things were and the way things have always been. And that is just such an awful reason to continue to do stupid shit and to continue to treat people negatively and to continue to demean women and to continue to... Just and I, like I said, I don't want to use the toxic masculinity, but it's a it's a pretty damn good term, and that's probably why it is uh, as popular as it is right now, in 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 the world of discussing these subjects. But I don't. I guess that I guess that really is what it is. It's just we. So many people are so quick. To just stand up in support of something that says so much more than the simple thing that they're standing up to support. Because in my opinion, for somebody to stand up and support the, somebody to stand up and support the, uh, the, the, Okay, well, I'm not going to buy any more Nike products. Okay, well, good. Well, Nike just lost all their money for me for putting that, 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 that uh, fella that kneels for the national anthem. He won't even stand up for the song, and they're going to put him on an ad. Well, I ain't going to spend my money at Nike no more. Okay, so this is this thing's calling all men shitheads and saying that we're all fucked up and that we don't do we don't do the right thing and that we're all shitty. Then, okay, well I'm not going to buy any more Gillette products then. I guess that's out the window. And these people are thinking that okay, so this means that I'm not going to buy Nike products, but that's not what that means. What that means in hindsight is that you care more about a song that is pl- that is being played That represents our great nation more than the people living in this great nation, legally living in this great nation. And I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say that this, and and yes, the whole thing, I guess his whole thing was about police brutality. I'm not gonna go so far as to say that it's a police brutality issue, like most people in my situation would say. But what I will say is that it doesn't take a lot to stand up for something that needs to change for the sake of progress in this country. What Pee Wee Reese did was show a stadium full of people. He showed that little boy who took up with his dad and just started screaming racial slurs at Jackie Robinson, along with the rest of the crowd, Pee Wee Reese showed that little boy, you don't have to do what everybody's doing. You don't have to do what those around you are doing. It's okay to say, you know what? He's right. This is, this is wrong, what we're all doing. He's right. This is, this is, this we're doing the wrong thing. There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, there's great admiration in someone with the ability to do that. I have the utmost respect for somebody who stands up in the middle of a situation and says, y'all, this ain't right. There has to be a line drawn somewhere. I'll give you another example. Here's here's one for the rednecks. <laughs> and I say for the rednecks, like I'm not closet redneck. I pretty much am. I did watch the race yesterday. <laughs> so you guys remember Tombstone? You remember Tombstone? Remember that movie? So there were these two there were these two cowboys who rode with Curly Bill and his whole crew for a very long time but there was a shooting where some of Curly Bill's gang went over and shot up Wyatt Earp and Virgil and Morgan's wives. They shot up their house with all the women inside and two of the Cowboys came up to Wyatt Earp and threw their sashes down and said, this is, that was wrong what they did. We don't support that. If you need us for anything, we're we're at your disposal. So even back then, people doing the right thing, just not because everybody around them is, well, let me say this right, People made, those two men made the choice to do the right thing, although everyone around them would encourage them to not do the right thing. Now, in this situation, oh, I just had an interesting revelation here. So, in the same situation, because everybody around you agrees that this thing is okay to do, does that mean that it's okay to do? No. No. If something's wrong, it's wrong. doesn't matter whether or not it's allowed or accepted. If it's wrong, it's wrong. You're allowed to leave your buggy in the middle of the parking lot if you want to. By all means you can do that. Is it right? No, it's not right. I think everybody will agree that if you leave your buggy in the middle of a parking lot, you're pretty much a piece of shit. Take the damn thing back to the back to the little buggy port, right? That's just a small analogy. Here's a bigger one. Just because alcohol is legal, that does not mean that it is more acceptable to do than to smoke pot. I smoke weed every fucking day. And... I drink every day for a very long time. And I guarantee you, you can go up to anybody that I deal with on a regular, everyday basis and talk to and ask ask them when I was more healthy, now or when I was drinking. Because, listen, I had a conversation the other day with somebody who, who said that uh, somebody had told them anonymously. Somebody had told them that smoking weed is what leads to everything else, which basically pot is a gateway drug, which is not true. Alcohol is a gateway drug. And, I'll, and I'm and i going to be the first one to put this out there right now. Actually, I'm not the first one, but I'm, I'm going to be the first one to say it amongst my group of people that I know that If you seriously think, if you seriously I want to make eye contact with this, if you seriously think that alcohol is safer than pot, then you really need to read a fucking book. You need to pick up literature and skim through it best that you can because listen people die every single day from alcohol related deaths. Every day. And even if you calculate Pot being in the system of anybody who, is, who dies randomly for some other situation, I guarantee you there will still be more alcohol-related deaths than any other person who has marijuana in their system that dies from probably other things. I still bet that the alcohol will be that have a higher number. And you and if you guys can fact check me on that all you want to. Patrick, I know you like to look up things. If you want to do that, by all means. Look up look up uh any kind of like which actually probably there's no way to find a stat on that and like whether someone had pot in their system at a time of death. But if there is, by all means, go crazy, look it up. But and I don't know, I've gotten so off course here and I'm sorry. I'll get back to the to the core of what we're talking about, but all of this is just one grand, large analogy to bring full circle back to what we're talking about. So, just give, hear me out for a couple more minutes. Just because everybody around you is doing something or saying that, oh hell, I ain't gonna, I, I ain't gonna watch the NFL no more because they didn't, I ain't gonna watch no, I ain't gonna watch a game when people disrespect our country and disrespect our flag. You're not. Standing up in support of your country so much as you are standing up in support of people being treated injustly in this country in a vast way, in a very large way. People are being misrepresented and just not people are just not being taken care of in the way that I feel like they should be in this country. Uh, Is that the way I need to say it? No, that's not the right way to say it. People are not being treated as fairly as they should be in this country by any means. People are not treated the same all across the board for a handful of different reasons, be it religion or skin color or sexual orientation or whatever have you. I mean... When are we going to move forward? Are we ever going to move forward from this? We have to eventually. And I'll tell you why we have to eventually. Because Pee Wee Reese walked across that field and put his arm around Jackie Robinson. And this is so much more big than a race thing. That analogy alone might be race related. But what he said meant so much more than just you don't have to dislike this man because of his skin color. Because, one, everything changed after that. Everything changed after that. In 1947 was the year that Jackie Robinson walked out onto the field. After that, I'm pretty sure that the segregation happened after that, or desegregation happened after that. Jack, like Martin Luther King happened after that. Jackie Robinson started, he was the first domino to fall on a, a large collection of amazing things in the, in the history of our country. Jackie Robinson was one of the first people, or he, he was basically the, 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 I don't know a better analogy than the first domino to fall. And that's just... Why are we so against stopping these dominoes from falling? Why are we so against this chain reaction of progress that is viciously trying to... What we are right now is we are the lobster. As a country, we are the lobster who have outgrown our shell. And rather than shed our shell so that we can grow bigger and better and grow a better shell to properly fit us and suit us, why are we clinging to the one that we are in right now? Why is it that we just don't want things to change? And I'm, I'm the world's worst with that. I don't want things to change. I want to do the same things every day. I want to do the same things every day. But I tell you what I do want, what I do want to change is I don't want to remain ignorant. In a, It's a big deal to me to gain wisdom it's a big deal to me to to try to obtain intelligence it's a it's it's something that i i really 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 want to foster in myself is a will to to grow mentally i never want to be in i never want to be in a bad situation to which I won't voice my opinion and say this is not right. I never want to be the kind of person to just let someone that I see do something that is just absolutely shitty and not say, Hey man, I'm just heads up. That's that shitty. You you shouldn't do that. And here's why. But why is it so hard for other people to just understand that? Like, is it that hard for, for you to say, you know what, I may need to step back and look at my view of this. I may not be right. I may not be right. And for somebody, and I will, I will pin a rose on myself right now. For somebody who likes to be as right as much as I am, I have no problem in the world with admitting when I am wrong. Zero problem in the world with admitting when I am wrong. Like if I'm wrong, I'll call myself out immediately. And I and I have witnesses to back this up, but why does everybody else have that problem? Why is it that they have an issue with just saying, "Hey, I was wrong. I, I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that." This is I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have made this girl feel uncomfortable. I shouldn't have forced myself on her, whether it be physically or emotionally or mentally, that's not a safe habit with Ryan Adams situation. The main thing that women are saying about him is that he psychologically scarred them, which means that, is that not The argument could be made that psychological scarring is worse than physical scarring. Physical scarring will fade. The psychological issues are, excuse me, the psychological issues are the ones that will stick with you forever. And anybody who has had anything happen to them against their will will tell you that the physical scars of what happens to them fade away. When the mental and emotional and psychological problems that come along with that thing that happened to them will never, it'll never fade away. You may get get to a point where you can deal with it as an adult, but it never fades away. And I wonder... No, 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 there's no way. Okay, so in the whole analogy with Pee Wee Reese, when you want to be a Pee Wee Reese, is right now, you want to be the one who sees your friends doing something and say hey man you really shouldn't do that instead of egging him on and being like damn she's hot bro you totally should you should tell her that uh you should tell her you'll fuck her if she'll if she'll um or you'll give her a promotion if she'll fuck you and you know this conversation happens and and sometimes it's not serious because i mean people people in in comedy by the way everything should be safe As long as this person is literally just joking. If there's somebody who's out there saying things like that, that actually believes the shit that they're saying, then yeah, they got a fucking problem. But in comedy, all things should be safe because it's also assumed in comedy that these people don't actually believe the shit they're saying. They're just, it's an act. They call it an act. That's what it is. Things should be safe in comedy. But if somebody says, Hey man, (laughs) that secretary you got is hot as shit you should like use your leverage and get that then that's not the safest that's not the safest route to go and you know what there may be a thousand or 999 secretaries who would fuck their boss just because of who he is and they think that it's going to advance them a little bit but for the one who doesn't do that, who is proud of who she is and who who is who holds her pride very high in her life and in her mind, who doesn't think that it's our job as men to ed, help advance women in the world, which is something they can very well do themselves, then... I feel like the the tide is turning for where the majority needs to start standing up in support of women like that against men who want to basically run the world with promises of giving them an opening act or giving them a role in a film or whatever it may be. It's time to stop supporting shit like that. And it's time for more people to say, hey, no, you know what? I'm not going to do that Ryan Adams song anymore because I don't believe in what he did. And if it's true what Jenny Lane or, or uh, Jenny Lewis says, if it's true what Jenny Lewis says, that Ryan Adams' friends. Probably knew what was going on, and they should have stepped up, and they should have spoke up, and they should have said something. And if if that is accurate, then by all means, I agree that yes, something should have been said, something should have been done. This is not okay. And I'm coming to an end here. This is not a long episode at all. This is uh, much shorter than than what they have been lately. But I want it to be known. That I want in a world full of people in the crowd screaming because everybody next to them is. I want to be a Pee Wee Reese. I want to be somebody who walks across the field, puts my arm around this situation that everybody is this that everybody is just screaming at. And by the way, this situation is something that can't be put into words. This situation is the universe that encapsulates. Uh, a lack of progress or someone who doesn't care to progress or to better themselves or to or to advance themselves mentally or to or to stand up against things that are worth standing up to Or speaking out against things that they don't believe in but are just going along with because all of their friends and everyone around them expect them to feel a certain way about that. You don't have to live within what everybody around you expects. If I lived around how everybody expected me to live, I would probably be dead by now. Because I guarantee you that everybody in the world... I bet that there I bet that there were zero people the day that I quit some, quit smoking cigarettes or the day that I quit drinking alcohol I guarantee you that there were zero people who expected me to be able to sit here 3 years later and say that I still haven't had a cigarette and I still haven't had a drink I fucking guarantee you there are zero people who On that day that I said I'm done drinking, I guarantee you zero people would have been on my side about wanting to quit. So that day I woke up in a new universe. I woke up in a different universe, in a universe in which I didn't drink, in a universe that I did not, I no longer made those decisions. The world is changing It's time for us all to do things that people don't expect us to do and not in a bad way. Don't take that the wrong way. Don't do things that people don't expect you to do, like something that's against the laws of humanity. Do something that people don't expect you to do, like stand up against something that is wrong, that you know is wrong. Because listen here, I know a lot of, I know a lot of men who have daughters who will see a girl and be like, man, I'd fuck the shit out of that girl and having conversations about shit like that. And like, Oh man, I would just do ungodly things to this woman. And all of this changed for me when I, And, and, and and I know I talk a lot about my niece and I have a nephew as well. And I love, I love both my niece and my nephew. And I I don't understand why it took having a niece to understand all of these things. But knowing that I have a six month old niece in the world, who's going to grow up to live in this world in which Men with daughters will say, I'd fuck the shit out of that girl over there. Like how, how, and and you can probably tell I was raised by women by just this, 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 uh, like how I feel about this. But is that just not the, and, and, and don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I was that guy who, who said shit like that and thought like that for the longest fucking time I really was, but. How do you validate doing things like that when you know that karma exists? Karma exists in a world. Do you want people to look at your daughter and say things like that? Or would you want people to look at your mom and say things like that? Or would you want people to look at your, your anybody in your family, your cousins, your niece, your nephew, your sister. If you don't want people to look at your, the people in your life that you love and hold dear, then you have no right to say that or feel that way about anybody else. You have no right to do that. And here's something else. Here's some more icing on the cake for you. This conversation came up. I got to see my little I got to see uh, my niece a while ago. My folks came down and uh, my, my sister and brother in law are headed back up to Connecticut and my dad and my stepmom were here and we we had lunch in Myrtle Beach and it came up at the table the the abortion talk. We were talking about abortion, and my dad was was stating his views on that, which are which are his his views are very liberal. If you ask me, for for uh, someone who is is a registered Republican, and I, I I was actually impressed with with his thoughts on on abortion. I, I'm, I won't give them because they're too complicated, but I can't have a baby. I shouldn't be able to force my voice, my opinion on such things. If I, if I, I, I I can't have a child, I can't have a baby. So I can't, I, I shouldn't be able to say these things. I shouldn't be able to voice my opinion on such subjects. I just shouldn't have an opinion. Why are most of the people who are, Voicing the negative opinions and the negative side of this abortion thing are all men, not all of them. I've seen a lot of women who who are standing up in support of uh, you know let the baby grow, let the baby come out. Somebody will take the baby, but these these people are not taking into account that. Imagine what that does to the DNA of a human that grows inside of a body of a person who does not want it. So the only, and, and you got to understand these emotions and the everything that the mom experiences, the baby also experiences. So if this woman is just thinking negatively this entire time, I don't want this child, I do not want this child, I do not want this child, I want to give up this child, I do not want this child in me. Does that not alter the DNA of this child and this human that is going to be put into the world? And could this human not grow up with that in his DNA of just never feeling wanted, never feeling fulfilled or anything? Would Would you rather a human grow up in a world like that, feeling that way, or would you rather just... In the immortal words of Carl from Sling Blade, Sling Blade, send it right back in. Send it right back to God, the way it came, perfect. And I know that that's a that's a horrible way to think about think about it, but I just really don't feel like we're weighing in all of the consequences of the things that we stand in support of, which I've been preaching for months now, like, and just know what you believe and know what research, what the things you stand for really do mean and really do stand for, because just like I said, Pee we reached putting his arm around Jackie Robinson was about much more than race. And everything, everything else is going on. Everything else is going on is like the Gillette commercial is about much more than toxic masculinity or calling people out for doing something wrong. It's a it's it's all it's all just a small centimeter in this great swing that we're hoping is gonna connect and get us on base. There's some baseball analogy for you. Ryan Adams broke my fucking heart. And I'm sure that he has broken the heart of every person who has been a fan of his music since the day he released his first album. But he's also broken the hearts of so many more people all along the way. He was breaking the hearts of women all along the way. And unfortunately, the worst part about this situation is that one of those women was 14 years old at the time they started started talking. I can't believe, I can't believe that. I don't want to believe that. I'm I'm just ashamed of that. You never really know, do you? When one of your heroes. When one of your heroes does something like this, you're so damn hard to believe it. You just never really know, do you? Hmm. All right, I know that this became so much more than about Ryan Adams, but I haven't had a solo talk like this in a while where I just kind of rid rid my mentality of whatever's bothering it. But I guess I needed to get some of this shit out. Alright, that's all I got for you So I've been uh, watching 30 Rock Um, I'm about Almost through season 5 Just about through with Yeah, just about through with season 5 I started watching Arrow Arrow is pretty good But I've heard that it just The first couple of seasons are really, really good and then it just gets really, really shitty. And I don't know that I want to go through that again. So I think I might just stop watching it just so that I don't have to go through the fact that it gets worse. Um, but, yeah. So watch 30 Rock. 30 Rock is really good. You can watch the first season of Arrow. The first season of Arrow is pretty good. Um, also, Abducted in Plain Sight is... is <laughs> is this the most ridiculous story I've ever heard in my life. Watch abducted in plain sight. You have to watch it just because everybody else, uh, everybody else is watching well, <laughs> After I say don't do what everybody else is doing. You have to watch it because everybody else is making jokes about this stuff that you're not understanding and you really need to watch it so that you can understand these jokes that we're making. <laughs> so, yeah, do that. Watch that. Um there's also something else that I've watched fuck what is it ah it's not coming to me I'll think of it when I'm laying in bed later anyway that's all I got for you today guys Uh, be good people in a world full of shitty people don't be one of those people Um, audio folks Please click subscribe on the YouTube page. Go to Kelsey Hudgens' YouTube and click subscribe. I'm going to say all this in just a second again on the intro, but you will have already heard it. But just in case you skip past the beginning parts, which I also do in podcasts, I'll skip past the first few minutes to get let them get through all of their ads. Um, Click, click subscribe on the YouTube page. Click like on the Facebook page and Instagram and Twitter, M-I-Stuff Podcast, at M-I-Stuff Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, or Facebook and Instagram, rather, and on Twitter, at M-I-Stuff Podcast, the number one. So do that, and that's all I got for you. Be good people. I love you. Peace, bitches.